ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Feel Better Show is brought to you by... It's the Feel Better Show! This is Feel Better with the Feel Better Show. Hi, Georgie. Aren't you gonna say hello? Oh, come on, Buckle. Don't you want a balloon? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of the Halloween horror episodes of the show, because that made sense. Um, I am, of course, your host with the most, the ghoulish of ghoulash, Phil Better, and today I have the honor of having a macabre being darkness and psychotic swirls around her i have the dana on the <laughs> podcast dana please please introduce yourself to my wonderful guests oh hello <laughs> uh yeah i'm dana how is everyone doing today well i'm doing fine i don't know what my guests are doing because they can't really respond to me since this is a recorded podcast but i'm pretty sure they're doing great as well do you, you know what rhetorical questions are no, I, I have no idea what a rhetorical question is. Well, that was just another one. Well then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do want to let you guys know for about like 10 minutes, Dana Dana was bitching at me because I put her on the spot because I wanted to do her intro and she was bitching at me that I put her on the spot. So this is the type of friendship I have with Dana. We've known each other at least 12 years. Jesus, it's been that long. I think it, I th- it could it be 13. Uh, I started working with you. I was what, maybe seventeen? So, oh God, that's fourteen years. I'm getting old. <laughs> You're getting old. I'm no spring chicken myself. But anyways, we're not talking about age here at the Phil Better Show. We talk about movies. And yeah, and we were working together at the movies. Imagine that. Yes, we did. We did meet each other at the movie theater, and it was a very, very fun time. I, I miss working at the movie theater. I don't miss the clients. I miss just the people I work with. Um, no. And the free movies, of course. But that's besides the oh, point. Yeah. Oh, um, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have Dana on because she is the expert when it comes to the movie we're going to be talking about today. If you couldn't guess from the intro or the intro music, we're talking about Stephen King's It. Uh, we're going to be talking about both the miniseries that aired on ABC with Tim Curry as the aforementioned it aka pennywise and of course the 2017 remake with bill skarsgård as pennywise uh so name bef- I'm horrible pardon i said i never pronounce his name properly i'm horrible uh, it's fine it's there's there's a weird le- uh symbol above his name so like um it's always weird when uh when people say it and they're like bill scars I- i'm just guessing it's skarsgård but I could be completely wrong. Hoping we don't massacre it. Yeah, I hope he doesn't uh, send Pennywise after me. Um, but you have a special affinity for this movie, do you not? Of course I do. That's why I'm here to talk about it, Phil. That's why, you know? Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I-, I love the movie. I actually was traumatized by it as a, as a kid when I watched the um, the miniseries, because I did see it live. Um, <laughs> I couldn't go to the washroom uh, wow. properly. For, for like freaking months after that, because like all I had was, um, you know, like if, if you're watching the miniseries, the, uh, the, the sink scene, uh, full of blood with, with little, uh, you know, I mean, the voices coming out or whatnot. And then, ugh, no, it, it, it's traumatized me. I don't know. And the shower scene was even worse. <laughs> Trying to take a shower after that when he's coming out of the, uh, the ground. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, I'll pass. Yeah, no, I actually, um, we watched it accidentally in reverse when we got it, because we got it on VHS, the miniseries, because we didn't watch it live. We, we watched it later when it came on VHS. And we actually watched the the second part before the first part, and we were completely confused by it. Because we're like, how is this scary? They killed him. And then we realized, oh, we're watching part one, uh, part two instead of part one. So it kind of the miniseries itself kind of lost its. Uh, well, how old were you when you saw this though? Because it has a different impact at different ages. Yeah, I think 
Oh, it came out in 1990. Yeah. So I was three and uh, when I, I was saw, five. I was I, four by the time I saw it. Sorry, because I don't know, maybe I, I remember flashes to be honest with you. So, but I know I saw it like really young way back. I think I was probably six or seven when I saw this movie. No, no, I. If it was not, like, I know my parents saw it live, that's for sure. And if I didn't see it live, I saw it on the rerun the next year. So that's why I'm, like, saying, like, three or four, you know? Yeah. No, I I saw it when I was, like, uh, six or seven, like I said, or however old I was. I wasn't older than seven seeing this movie, but it, we watched it on VHS. And so, but because we watched it backwards, it didn't lose that. It lost all the fear out of it or the fear that well, it could have. Stuff, there's the introduction, uh, you know, it's just you know the first one is really setting the mood and giving the background on what happened to all these people right and before they actually meet up again so that's the whole thing if you miss that you're kind of totally lost you yeah. know um i mean i don't know it, be, being so young that's why i think i was really you know traumatized by it but i mean if i watch it now like i, I watched it recently even before the, the the 2017 one came out like i had watched it i think a week before that and i was actually laughing and i'm like i was scared of this but you know, it's all perception, right? So. Yeah, it's it's also Tim Curry is an is amazing in it. No, he's just ridiculous. He's like ridiculous good, but not ridiculous bad. He's uh, he's amazing. He actually uh, wanted to tone down because they wanted to make the it character uh, like scarier, more of like a you know like with more extensions on the face, like a pointier chin and pointier cheeks and all that, like prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had been doing a lot of that stuff before and i think he just thought it would impede on his work it wouldn't be as natural so well there I mean, was also the fact that um give me one second if i'm not mistaken i'm just checking his filmography for a second because just before doing it um give me a second here he had done a huge movie where he had to have a lot of prosthetics i think yeah. it was legend and he oh went, yes yes that makes so much sense that's another one of my favorite movies and when he, he was a devil yeah, he, he, he was, was like the devil with Tom Cruise, and he refused to do another movie uh, with so much prosthetics because he was just so annoyed with the sitting for like twelve hours. So that's another reason why he is it. Uh, yeah, well, he was like a devil. Wasn't he also like a minotaur? He was like a minotaur devil. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like um, that's a, a lot of patience, and you know, that's just sitting down to have that applied, and then you also gotta have it removed after right yeah so. so like fully understand him not wanting to do the whole thing all over again because mm -hmm. it's it's a lot but the movies hours that uh um i mean whatever i don't want to get off topic and start talking about another movie but it's something i will have to look up at one point of how long that makeup actually took versus uh how long the makeup for it took give me a second here i can get on that right away i'm just opening here. I don't want to move because I'm very comfortable, so I'm only using my uh, my mouse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he uh, he is amazing. Here, let's. Uh, does it say? Oh, no, it doesn't. Damn it. Anyways, he's amazing in it, and he actually makes the movie just scary because he brings like because it's some it is com somewhat comical his character yeah. of it, but. It's because he's playing a clown. So he plays that clown bit all fun. And you're like, oh, hey, that's cute. And then he just goes fucking mental. Yeah. At a moment. And you're like, what the fuck? And so it really messes with you mm. when he uh, he does it. No, I, I really, um, like, when I heard that there was a new one coming out, I was skeptical. Because I find that when they do remakes, they have a tendency to kind of, like, ruin the original. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, visually and, and special effects-wise, it's up-to-date and more with our time and more realistic, I guess you could say. But still, like, you know, there's when you get into, like, these classic movies, you know, there's that there's that magic of the fact that it's not perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were going to make the new one. Um, I was really skeptical on, on you know, the, the whole movie in general, because you know that they always alter stuff, too. Yeah. So the story's never exactly the same. And then, you know, the whole fact of, who's going to be able to fill Tim Curry's shoes, right? And this guy, I never actually heard of him before or saw him before. It was like the first time I was being introduced to him. And I actually thought he, he did a lot of justice and he, he really put his own spin on it. And then I think he did really well, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill Skarsgård was yeah. as amazing as 
it. He really brings a different level of terror to the yeah. role. Like it's more psychopath. Yes, fully more psychopath than anything else. And he, it just it creeps you the hell out because just him just looking at you, just the look of Pennywise is freaky. But when he does that eye thing, mm-hmm. it's pure terror. Pure the, terror. The, the- all that uh, the little uh, shimmer or whatever yeah like his eye just goes to the side and he actually can do that live and it's like oh shit and were i like for, uh, were you there for my birthday when we went to go see it on opening night no i did not go see it opening night because i had to work and but i met up with you guys afterwards and all of you guys were talking about how freaky this movie was and then i think like the next day or a couple of days like not not long after opening night uh, Liana went back with me to see it, and I oh, was yeah. terrified. Yeah. I was terrified of this movie. Well, you know, like I know we're shifting a little bit early to the to the newer one, but just since we're on topic, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it was ridiculous. It set box office records. It grossed seven hundred million worldwide for Christ's sake. I mean, um, highest growing horror film, grossing horror film. Sorry, uh, fourth highest grossing R rated film. Um, the most profitable horror film, like it's crazy, you know. That, and imagine if it did that. I wonder how the sequel is gonna do. Because I mean, you know, building up anticipation, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so looking forward to the sequel. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? There he is. It too. It's f- currently filming. It's September six, twenty nineteen. And thank you. I know the date. It's coming. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and plus on top of it, you the people who are playing uh, the main characters, uh, the grown up. It's it's a great cast. You have Jessica Chastain. You have James McAvoy, Bill Hader or Hatter. What else you have? Where is it? There's another name uh, other than Skarsgård. I'm pretty sure Jay Ryan. Is that him? Is the person? I don't remember. I know I was looking at. Uh, I haven't really looked into the sequel, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. I, I want to wait to be surprised type thing. So that's why I haven't really been looking into it. But no, this this movie, like just the like the you, the three people in essence who are who are mainlining in the cast. You have Bill Skarsgård, Jessica Chastain, and James McAvoy. Like that is like uh, pretty great. And then you got Bill Hader or Hatter in it as well. Like that is crazy. I saw the um, I saw the pictures actually because I saw an article pass on Facebook or whatnot, and uh, you know I was just curious to see the faces because I wanted to see how they would look compared to the kids that they chose for the for the one that just got released. You know, yeah. And, uh, I found like physically, facial wise, like it's a great match. You know, they they look like it's really these kids that aged, which I thought was really cool. But I, I just don't remember at the moment. I can't like put a face um, face to a name at the moment. Yeah, I know they did a great job casting both the uh, the 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 kids as well as the adult versions, and it's oh, it's going to be so well done. And I love how they're doing a lot a lot of practical effects for the movie and not relying on CGI. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe they're keeping it in line with the uh, with the original miniseries because I mean, uh, if you think about the original miniseries, they didn't use actually much uh, special effects. The only ones um, that they actually did enhance because a lot of them were were you know done on 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 the spot was um, the shower scene that I was mentioning before. That one they did it like uh, with kind of similarity of like stop motion animation mm-hmm. to get that going, but like the majority of it was uh, practical. Yeah. Maybe um, they were- so I just found how long it took Tim Curry to get for, what? for Legend. The makeup, yeah. Five and a half hours to, <laughs> get, to get get put the makeup on. And on top of it, uh, he had afterwards, he had to spend up to an hour in a bath in order to liquefy this, uh, the spirit gum so that they could take most of the stuff off. <laughs> and at one point, he got so impatient and claustrophobic, he ripped the makeup off too quickly. Tearing, oh no! Yeah, tearing his skin. So Ridley Scott, this is talking about the giant head headpiece he had to. Yeah. So Ridley Scott was horrified and obviously sorry, and he immediately tried to find a different way of to include his the Tim Curry's character. So they shot around it so it built up to the character. But like 
Jesus, five and a half hours. And on top of it, you had to wear this bull-like structure on top of your head that fucking, that with three foot fiberglass horns. Like, that is insane. I think the makeup for it was just like a, a, a bald cap with the wig and white paint. That was like maybe like what? Maybe an hour to get it on? Uh, yeah, I would say like fully. I mean, I'm not a makeup artist by any means, but I would say maybe between an hour to two. I would say maybe closer to two just to make sure that it goes properly, you know, actually. Because you have to do the base multiple times to get it that white to make sure it stays, right? Yeah. And I, I'm thinking they probably uh, moving like start like the first day, couple days, it was really long. But by the time they got to like day 17, 18, it's probably like was a smooth, like they got it down to like an hour probably. I just find it crazy that you have to do that like every day, you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, I know. You suffer for your art apparently and that's not something I would huh. do right off the bat, just saying. Quote unquote suffer, I mean, they do get, um, <laughs> they do get paid for this. They do get paid True. for but this. But I don't know, w- w- would you sit up in a makeup chair? For five and a half hours, getting encased in the, his suit for a legend. Um, if I had to do it one day or two, fine. But depending, like how long it takes to shoot this thing, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it for a month. That's for sure. Well, um, here, hold on. Give me a second. Where is he? Tim Curry. You're gonna see how long they shot it for. Yeah. Might as well. We'll see. We'll see. They shot the movie for a certain amount of time. Doesn't mean that he was necessarily in every scene every day. Yada yada. No, true. Like I agree there, but let's just say he's there half the time. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Legend. He plays darkness. Um, did you know shot time? Detail. Wait, what are you looking for now? Just seeing details, seeing if it's going to tell me how long it took. Filming dates. It says it's filmed on twenty sixth of March, nineteen eighty four. That's all it's telling me, but. They probably filmed like a normal movie six months. Mm-hmm. Six months. Well, I don't know because if you look at the miniseries, example for it, okay, that filmed, uh, first of all, it was filmed in Canada, okay? It was filmed in uh, Vancouver, North Vancouver. Of course it was. And, well, it's beautiful there. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just in Canada. <laughs> um, but no, they filmed it. It was three months, the filming for that. And uh, it was what I think it was a twelve million dollar budget. Dang. So you know, for I mean, it's a decent amount of money for like a mini series, but I mean, hey, it brought over thirty million viewers for ABC when it aired. So I yeah. mean, they were <laughs> the ROI was well worth it. Yeah. And put- I mean, that's over what it aired. Um, actually, here let me check. Aired November eighteenth and twentieth. Yeah, days after my birthday. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it it's a great, great movie. Um, the miniseries, I I've rewatched it since. It's not as scary as it would be if I was a child watching it. Uh, We're not young, and the effects have grown with us, huh? So yeah, I'm sure if my nephews would watch it today, uh, mind you, I'm not sure if they have or haven't there, but I'm sure they would probably be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of. It is laughable, quote unquote, if you look at it in today's standards. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's a classic. It's, It'll be it's, a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, oh. and it really does. It's like uh, it's like um, Stand by Me and those early '80s, '90s movies that of kid dramas that were so great that pretty much make up your childhood. <laughs> so you say that, and yet I have never seen Stand by Me. Well, you have a problem. No, I really don't. Um, but yeah, no. This movie, this movie specifically, um, it is a great, great movie, and I'm I'm so looking forward to the the sequel mm. because it's just going to be so so good. Oh God! And like it. How many times have you seen it? The new one. Well, first of all, how many times have you seen? The original, and how many times have you seen the new one? The original I've seen twice. Mm-hmm. Once in properly, and then the second time, a few years later, I saw it properly. <laughs> and the It movie, I've seen it once in theater, and that's enough for me. Because the first one is, so, it is, it is good at scaring you. Yeah. It just, it, it hits the beats that it needs to hit, hit. 
to just make you just freak out. Like, there were moments that I was grabbing Liana's hand. Like, normally it's the girl that grabs the man's hand. No, fuck that. I was grabbing her hand, terrified. And I was like, fucking white people. Fucking white people. So, she was there when I went to go see it. Like, she was sitting next to me, and she was grabbing my hand. Yeah, yeah. She was telling me earlier that uh, before that she was grabbing your hand and then I was grabbing her hand. So, but, oh, God. (laughs) You're just thinking about it and, like, those little images come back and traumatize you again for the second time. No, honestly, you know what? I really, really liked it. I found them really creepy. Uh, I saw it twice in theaters, actually, uh, besides the fact that I have it on uh, Blu-ray and whatnot now. Um, is uh, is the scene in the garage? I don't know if you remember that. Yes, when they're watching the uh, they're going through the, the old school uh, like projector. projector. Yeah. 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 Just, I mean, first of all, I wasn't expecting you know him to to pop out, and then besides that, he's like those those it's his movements. Like when he came so fast towards you, and those movements, it was creepy. It was unnatural you know it was, uh... oh, I, know. I, I got that legitimately scared me and then when they went into the it house yeah the it house itself is just scary it's freaky to look at well i mean it's uh i, I thought it was an interesting take that they had actually been a, um a home instead of them kind of being well i mean it was still connected to the sewer system and everything yeah but i mean uh, you know, like in the mini series, he was in that. Um, I don't, I don't even know what the hell you classify as. I forgot the name. I'm sorry, it's up my mind. It's uh, not the not not a mill, but like uh like the factory or whatever the 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 place where they man the pipes and all that shit. You well, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, uh, we'll call it the sewer sewer house, whatever. Sewer like, plant, maybe sewer plant. I don't know. Whatever. Like he was sewage there. plant. Yes, that's better. I, that's still not the word I'm looking for, but it's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, is that at least, you know, he's there, so in the sense, there's not many people that are there often. It's kind of hidden. It's on the side. I found it a little weird that um, it was kind of like a, you know, house that's fallen apart in the middle of the neighborhood and it's like practically condemned. I mean, the city at one point would have to take it down. Yeah. So I, I just found that a little odd for that purpose there but like I, I like the premises of it oh yeah no it's it's so the the house itself is just like creepy looking like i'm looking at a picture of it right now and i'm like i if i was a kid oh fuck being a kid if i saw that as an adult i'd be like yeah no i'm not going near that place because screw that it's it's something's wrong with that place no it gives you it gives you those vibes right i mean that's what it's supposed to do the thing is, is that at the same time, I wonder, right? Because, you know, he basically, uh, he, he makes you see what he wants you to see. You know, he plays on your fears, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, there's the the whole scene with, like, the leper, you know, when um, uh, yeah. Eddie, it's Eddie, right? Uh, that was going through his, uh, the yard, you know, and there's the leper that comes to go attack him or whatever, coming out of the house. And the kids see the house as this, you know, condemned building that's going to, probably like fall apart soon but i'm wondering do the adults actually see it like that it would be interesting i'm wondering if with the sequel if they're going to show the house or they're going to show something else because i'm looking at a picture right now of the house and like right next to it is a regular house behind it is a normal house exactly that's my point why would they leave some random condemned house in the middle of nowhere you know well it's kind of like a one it's a staple of horror movies to have this type of house somewhere uh you know in the forest behind some trees it's not in the middle of a freaking normal neighborhood no this is very true Um, but at the same time it's i don't know it's it's like it's supposed to be there like everybody's like oh yeah everybody everybody knows about the johnson house it's the haunted house but the city can't do anything because the the owners don't want want it torn down so they can't destroy it or anything like that yeah, well, what's weird is the fact that every 27 to 30 years, because, I mean, it depends, you know, because if you look at the miniseries, it was based more around 30-year, um, you know, hibernation. 
the, the, the new movie is pretty much 27 year hibernation. Um, you know, every 27 to 30 years, you have a bunch of these kids that are just dying and disappearing and whatever. And yet it's as if like the adults kind of forget over the, or the people kind of forget over the 30 years. Like, is it that so many people end up moving away or like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's weird. It's, um, it's like they don't continue to investigate it. You know what I mean? It's like as if they just forget it, like it's a bad memory. But how many families just had missing kids? You know, how do they forget their kids? Because even when you look at the miniseries, it was kind of like uh, the parents were trying to forget the fact that Georgie was dead. You know, they weren't yeah. they weren't trying to look into the fact of why his arm got ripped off and he bled to death in the middle of the street. You know, it was just like he's gone. Forget about it. Let's move on, type thing. If, yeah, you know, it's it's as if the parents. Because they they come to the age their age when they're about the the time difference from when Pennywise shows up and they're like oh it's just part of the town kids go fucking missing every thirty something years and they just try and hide it because they don't want the negativity or remember like they've lost their friends or family members then or they they just up and move no but I mean like even um, like I don't know how it's gonna be with the with the, the sequel to the new movie but if you look at part two or well even i mean part one of the miniseries as they're going through it and um you know basically uh what's his name is mike hanlon when he's calling everybody to um tell them that you know it is back and all this shit whatever i mean everyone as soon as they hear mike hanlon's voice oh mike hanlon it's like they completely forgot about him they completely like even bill at one point in the miniseries says i completely forgot about my brother georgie like how do you forget that your brother died or was murdered or whatever, you know what? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. It could that's be the power of uh, Pennywise. Yeah, but that's it. Is, it. is it his influence that makes them forget? Or is it, is it something else? Is it just like post-traumatic stress? But like, why would it affect everybody in the same way, you know? I think, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's his power and the fact that it, it causes them to have, um, PTSD. This is also the second episode I'm talking about PTSD, um, <laughs> which is weird in a row. Um, anyways, but yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's his power and the fact that you want your brain to forget this traumatic event that happened. Right. That's what I think it is. I could be wrong. I oh my! I just got a flash of. Um, I don't know if you're gonna remember it since you only saw it twice, but. I just got a flash of when he's in the library on the top railing and he has his, <laughs> his talk and he's like egging them on and he's like honking it in the background. Oh man, sorry. Just had like internal laughing moments of Tim Curry. Let me see if I can see a picture of that. You said it's in the... Yeah, he's on top of the railing in the library and he's like, he's like honking his horn. He's like, oh man, I don't, I really don't want to do an impersonation because I'm not going to do it properly. <laughs> But he's like he's laughing like, aha, aha, some some shit like that, you know. Okay. I am, I'm horrible at impersonation, so yeah. as we can so see. But no, I I can't find a picture of it on the. On the Pardon? Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. Sure. When when you uh, edit this, you'll uh, hear that back. Oh God. Anyways, moving on. So, <laughs> what is <laughs> the what is your hope or in the first one in the miniseries? What is your favorite part? Is it him sitting on the the uh, the, the the ledge at the library going ah, ah 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 or whatever his laugh is? Can you do that laugh again, please? <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm gonna edit it in just just so you know. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Throughout the episode, I'll just have that that laugh just peppered through <laughs> for no reason. Oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> have fun. Oh, of course I will. Uh, I don't need your permission. Uh, that's what I'll just do. But yeah, so in the first one, the miniseries, what is your favorite moment in the movie? Mm, I've heard a lot of good moments. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to pick just one. Um, I mean, for sure, the library scene was uh, pretty amazing. Um, there's the scene, I mean, it's like the scenes that traumatized me as a kid. Like, I, I love them, you know, because I, mean, I find that they had a mark on me. So, like, you know, there's the scene with the, the blood coming up in the sink. There's the scene uh, with the shower. Um, uh, you know, at one point, they're at the, uh, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's a train yard or just, like, a dump. Uh, 
but the uh the the, the losers club or you know is what they call themselves yeah uh sitting at this kind of like uh, train uh, i think it was a train or whatever and you know you got mike that's new to town and he comes running over a hill because the um oh, oh, shit what's his name it's skipping my mind right now uh, there was a group of like those three, four bad boys there, the, the Bowers gang. That's it. The yeah. Bowers. Yeah. They were running after Mike. And, you know, when the Losers Club saw Mike come in, they kind of took him in and started shooting rocks, kind of like, you know, shoo, shoo them away or whatnot. And, uh, then you had the Bower who was like, um, you know, I'm going to kill you guys. I'm going to kill you. Like, I don't know how many times he repeated in that movie, like, you're all dead type thing. You know, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It was kind of um it was kind of annoying actually after one point because it was just always the same line like they could have rephrased it i guess but uh and that's only something i noticed as an adult but um i mean that scene was really cool because like they all banded together um and then they started looking at um uh, my grandfather's photo book you know at the same spot i don't i don't remember if it was the exact same point in time or if it wasn't at another point in time but i think it was the same he started looking through his grandfather's photo book um and that's when they saw uh pennywise because you know it was about the village of what it settled like way back when and you saw him as pennywise the dancing clown you know and that's uh i guess the first image that you could see him in Derry, you know mm-hmm. uh, and the image kind of came to life and it kind of freaked them out you know because a bunch of them had seen him before and if I'm not mistaken, Stan had not seen him yet or been affected by him yet. And that was the first time he actually saw uh, Pennywise at all, if at all. And uh, he freaked out, you know. And uh, But I mean, I, him as an adult, he ends up committing suicide when he gets the phone call to go back, you know. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but he was, uh, uh, when Mike was calling everybody as an adult to go back, uh, you see, he's on the couch having, uh, supper, I think, and watching TV with his wife. And, uh, he gets the call. He tells his wife he's going to the bathroom or to take a shower or something. Uh, he doesn't come back and they were having like a little date night or something. So she goes up to see him and like he, he killed himself in his bathtub because, uh, he, he was the only, he was actually stolen by it originally, uh, when they actually went down to fight him the first time. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he kind of like fell back compared to everybody and he kind of got taken, but they, they fought to get him back, right? So that he couldn't take him into the deadlight, mm-hmm. which is basically its universe. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, he got super traumatized because of that and he saw more, most of what anyone could actually have seen, um, at that point in time. So I guess he was so traumatized from it. He's like, screw it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm going to take my own life. <laughs> Which is makes sense. Like, come on, I I probably would have uh, been like, yeah, fuck that shit. Not, nope, nope, nope. Not going back. Not going back. It's crazy though how much he felt. You know, how could I say it? it's not guilt, but like how compelled he was to actually like you know go help his friends and instead of just not showing up at all or whatever, he actually took his own life. That that's kind of messed up, you know. Yeah. It's like the guilt of not going to help him, but then, you know, it's whatever. But yeah. But later on, I mean, Bill's wife ends up, um, ends up seeing the deadlights and so does Beverly. Um, the chick there that's, uh, yeah. the, the, the sink there. The blood in the sink, Beverly. They end up seeing, um, seeing the deadlights after, but that fucks them up after. Oh, sorry. I didn't need it's, to swear. It's, it, you can, you can swear. I've sworn like at least a dozen times. Yeah, I know, but I've been trying not to. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Um, now in the in the remake, the 2017. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite scene or part of it? Hmm. That's a good question because there's a lot of interesting scenes. Um, I mean, obviously, like I said, I always tend to like the ones that freak me out the most, right? So the garage scene when he comes out of the projector. Yeah, that um, that 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 is on my number one list right there. Uh, I mean, when, when obviously the opening, you know, with, uh, Georgie, when he sees him for the first time and, you know, like, oh, well, we're not strangers anymore. I mean, come on. How can that not be one of your, your favorite scenes, you know? Uh, bad, but 
because you don't really want to think a kid's dying or anything. But. No, no. That scene really freaked didn't freak me out so much because it was like shown in the trailers pretty much. Mm. But it was still creepy as fuck because his voice. It's like, now we aren't strangers, are we? And it's like, wow, the fuck? That's creepy. His voice. Oh, Scar-Scar's like voice. licking his lips or whatever. Or... Yeah. Not, not licking his lips, but you know he has that like, what is it, like a little lisp or something? I don't know. Yeah. Ah. It's the voice, the voice that he uses for it, for Pennywise, is creepy. No, it is. And that twinkle. And I mean, I didn't think that they would make him, because I mean, the Tim Curry one is scary, right? But like, I didn't think they would make him as, uh, monstrous i guess you could say yeah you know with all the teeth and everything like it was really up. like i didn't think he'd be that uh scary but i mean i was proven wrong obviously um no i mean i really like the uh scene when they're you know when they go down the well uh, of the house and like they get to basically his his area his lair and you see all the um collection of stuff he has gotten from his victims over the years and everything yes um that was uh something that was really messed up and like how he's playing with their mind and um even towards the end uh, because there's the original there's the first time they go and then there's the second one to go save um beverly because you know like when she's suspended in the air there and she's just in like that that state where her eyes are like white yeah. i mean uh i really appreciated both of those scenes a lot they were really cool yeah, and what about you? What was your favorite scene? So I have to go with uh, the garage scene fr- really freaked me out. Like, even yeah. though I knew it was coming, it still freaked me out because it was just so well done. And when uh, the leopard scene, I can't remember the child's name. It was Eddie, if I'm not mistaken, because Eddie has the inhaler. Yeah, so. That's with his mother, and, and I think it's the because she's. The hypochondriac, yeah, the hypochondriac. Yeah, that that the leopard scene just really freaked me out as well because if i'm not mistaken like he's looking at pennywise and then he gets scared by the uh the leopard just that whole sequence just really like unnerved me and i'm pretty sure that's where liana got nailed nail marks in her skin um from me because it's just oh and then when they go into the house different aspects of the house part freaked me out well, yeah, because I mean, slowly, slowly, he's separating them into different rooms, right? And he's and you're, you know, ones in a room full of, of, of silhouettes and whatnot, and then the other one, uh, uh, one of the rooms that was what it was just boxes or it was like empty. I think it was coffins. Yes, yes, coffins. That's it. But that's it. Is that he was separating them one by one? Because the thing is, is that uh, you know he. The thing with it is that he thinks he's the superior being, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he, it's not that he doesn't, he doesn't even, he goes after kids because it's easy, because it's easy to manifest their fears into, into stuff that's gonna, you know, get them into trouble and allow him to capture them. So, I mean, the thing is, is that if they're a group, um, that's when they're stronger, right? Yeah, because he, he can't. Attack adults the same way. Yeah, like, he can't attack an adult because we have crippling debt. Uh, bills to pay like manifesting that is kind of hard because we're already dealing with that or social anxiety like that that's hard to fathom but uh for kids it's like you know things that are actually scary they're they're physical entities like you know clowns uh bullies uh lepers um things like that which are spiders um (laughs) like those are easy, easy things to manifest but as an adult, most of our giant fears are freaking crippling debt, crippling social anxiety. Like, how will it fight that, or not fight that, show that? Because it's like, yeah, okay, you you're showing me my crippling anxiety. I already have that, dude. Like, you're not scaring me. I I deal with it daily, you know. No, he can't manifest. It's not something he can manifest into. That's the thing. Yeah. He needs to be able to, you know, uh, shape shift because that's what he is. He's a shape shifter. Um. You know, so it's just, so you can't, you can't, uh, shape into a feeling. <laughs> very, very true. Well, I mean, technically, if you love somebody, you could shape yourself into a heart. Oh, Really? We're talking yeah. horror and you bring in fucking love? Really? I was trying to be, uh, get out of my mm. comfort zone, you know, trying to be a little different. <laughs> All right. Um, you're being on a podcast. That's huge. 
because you've never been on a podcast before. Um, no, that's crippling anxiety, so that was like a thing. Yeah, it's fine. Only 35 million people listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, so what are your hopes for the uh, next, uh, the next uh, movie, the sequel? Well, I mean, I, um, you know, I mean, it's all going to be them as adults, right? I don't, I don't necessarily have any hopes or expectations other than you know doing justice to the to the original miniseries itself and the original cast and whatnot that did such a great job and. I mean, obviously not being tacky. Um, I find that the way the the one in 2017 was filmed, um, imagery-wise, story-wise, and everything, it was very different, but it, it didn't fall into the, okay, I'm going to see uh, tits in the first two minutes, and then she's going to die within the first five, and you know what I mean? Like, it actually, um, it wasn't cliche, you know, I found it different. And even though it was a remake of something, I still found it, it, it had surprises. So that's what I'm looking forward to in the next, in the next one. I just, I want to be surprised all, all in respecting like, you know, the, the piece of the story, I guess you could say, you know? Is there a specific scene apart from the, the library scene uh, that you want to see in the sequel? Well, you see, the thing is that it's hard to say because, um, if you if you compare it to the mini series, the mini series was um, a mix of uh, uh, adult and child. You know, is that you in the first part of the mini series, you still saw the adults because he was calling them. You know, so you saw them and um, you saw a little bit of their lives at that point in time, and then you had the memory of what happened to them there uh, before it cut off. You know, and then when they came back, okay, it's because they all arrived in the town. You know, as opposed to this one, it was complete their kids. And the next one is complete. They're adults. It's, that's why I say I'm, I'm really not sure what to expect because they they completely separated instead of mixing it like they did originally. Well, there um, are scenes I think being filmed where it's the kids in the sequel. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to be doing like flashbacks and stuff like that. Okay. Because there are set photos where Jessica St- uh, Chastain is on set with the actress who plays Beverly. Give me a second. Yeah, but is that actually to? film because they're going to be on there or is that just to like meet so that they can get a feel for each other so that there's a certain uh, amount of consistency no they're they're in costume so she, there's a picture of her with sophia lillis or liz whatever her name is where uh they're both in costume uh give me a second uh, i need to get the sequel up why are you being difficult <laughs> i don't know no but i mean um yeah, there's a photo of Jessica with Beverly, or well, with Sophia. <laughs> yeah, they're like literally, they're both in character. Like they're both in the outfits that they're wearing. So I don't know if they're doing kind of both of them at the same time. Kind of like she's kind of remembering the uh, memory and seeing it live as it's playing out, you know, <laughs> type of deal. Or if it's literally going to be like, okay, we're going to film this scene and then Okay, guys, the kids in now. Let's uh, film it as the kids see it. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're so they're both in it. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I wonder how they're going to do the whole. Uh, you know, actually, I just thought of something. I wonder how they're going to do the whole uh, love triangle thing between uh, uh, Beverly, Bill, and Ben. I don't know if you remember that or whatnot. Somewhat. Um, well, it's because Ben is like the um, the heftier kid, you know what I mean? And yeah, they kind of they tease it at the end of the movie. Well, it's because what ends up happening is that you see that Ben likes Beverly, and you know she's like one of the only people that's actually nice to him and and whatnot. And um, you know he kind of falls for her, and he he loves her and cares for her and all that. And uh, uh, as children, she ends up like kind of dating Ben or see, uh, sorry, Bill. Uh, they they end up kissing at the end of the movie. Because she actually likes Bill. Because I mean, I don't remember at the moment the 2017 one how it is, but in the miniseries, uh, he writes her a postcard. Uh, sorry, Ben writes Beverly a postcard, and uh, she gets it, but she thinks it's from Bill. And I think in the in the 2017 one, it's the same premises, but it's a note instead of a postcard. Yeah, because they kiss at the end, Bill and exactly. But that's it. But the note is originally from Ben. So I'm just wondering if they're going to keep it like the same type of story or whatnot, because when they meet again as adults, 
uh, I mean, they all see each other and everything. And at the end, if I'm not mistaken, Beverly ends up hooking up with Ben finally. Yeah, because Ben now is a ripped goddess. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I'm going to see it opening day. Probably am, because you're probably going to do another party to see it opening day. And I would have... I said it's coming out on September 6th, right? Oh, of course. Right after my birthday again. Of course it's going to be my birthday party. (laughs) Give me a second. When is it supposed to? This time, though, everyone has to have a red balloon. Well, mind you, I think everyone had red balloons last time, too. (laughs) Sure. Sure, we'll all have red balloons. Yeah, why not? I mean, I have one tattooed on me, but that's the size part. Yeah, September 6th is being released. So, uh, yeah, and the first one was released September 6th, too, or somewhere around there, wasn't it? Uh, September 8th. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Funny, actually, because I even had my clown mask. I went in the theater with my clown <laughs> Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a full face mask. It was a half, um, it was a half uh, face mask. I do like that they're, they're doing it around, the, releasing it around the same time. Yeah. Makes it more connective to it, so... That's going to be interesting, and I'm I'm guessing it's going to probably destroy the box office. I mean, listen, if the if the first one did, the second one, and everyone loved it, and even people who don't necessarily like horror or stuff like that enjoyed it, then the second one's going to be even even crazier. Because that's the thing, though, is that you know you wait a little bit of time, build up anticipation. People want to see if it's actually going to be as good or better. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah it grossed three hundred twenty seven point five million. Huh? It just in Canada and the U S three three hundred twenty seven point five million in Canada and the U S and three hundred seventy two dollars and seventy three hundred seventy two dollars and nine million in other territories for worldwide just over seven seven hundred million dollars on a budget of thirty five million. So what generally happens is you double the amount of budget. So it was $70 million was the budget because that's the, uh, that's what you estimate. Mm-hmm. Estimate what the, uh, the, 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 whatchamacallit, the, 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 what they spent on promotion. Mm-hmm. I kind of actually hope and, and maybe the next one that they, um, they explain Pennywise's story or background more that would be cool did they do that in the miniseries like no well i mean they explain it a little bit but like it's it doesn't go in depth you know because technically if you if you really want to get into it i mean it's uh, it seems like pennywise is linked to even the dark tower novels and everything so oh yeah because all of stephen king's novels are linked together somehow because they all take place in maine well, yeah, they all say the name, but it's not only that, it's because they come from the same uh, universe, which is uh, referred to the macroverse. Yeah. You know, so 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 that's why it's, you know, it, Pennywise has a, a, um, a nemesis or whatnot, you know, and uh, it, it was thought that he, he arrived here in like prehistoric times, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hope that they get more into it i hope they explain it more i hope that they clarify it more because it's more like of uh how can i say it gives more okay. interest like example like you know before when i mentioned the fact that when they're like a group uh um like he doesn't fear them individually but when they're a group it's, it's harder and 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 he thinks he can actually be defeated which he didn't think before is because according to like some theories or whatever is that um the other, which would be technically his creator along with his enemy's creator, uh, would be working through the group to destroy him type thing. Okay. So, I mean, these are, these are theories, you know, but I hope they explain that more. And that's from that m- macroverse, you know? And his enemy is uh, called the turtle. The turtle? <laughs> do, they, do, do they know kung fu and fight crime? <laughs> Not that kind of turtle. Well, I don't know. Is it turtle or uh, what was the other name? Hold on. Actually, let me look this up now because I'm curious. Um, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna um, pronounce this properly. You're probably not, but it's fine. Probably not, but uh, Maturin. So M A T U R I N. Maturin. Maturin. Yeah. So because uh, uh, you know, it's for it, it's either it or Pennywise. So his arch enemy is either turtle or Maturin. Okay. And they were created by the other. And they come from the macroverse. Now, my question is, in the original, because it's been a while since I saw the uh, 
the miniseries. Do they even mention the turtle? Nope. No, none of this is mentioned. Not that I remember anyway. And, and I remember is it mentioned in the book? I have actually never read the novel. Really? To be honest with you, I have never. Hmm. I'm not a, it's just, I know a lot of people are going to be like, boo, but I'm not a big reader. <laughs> like, I, if I read, I'll read, um, you know, like news and articles and, you know. You're not a big, you're not like a big reader of novels. I don't get into, like, fictional novels and, um, well, fiction or nonfiction in general. I No, I don't really read unless it's news or whatnot. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, anything else you want to add about these movies? Oh, well, we went through quite a lot, actually. We did. We're, we're coming up to an hour, so. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Well, not for you, but I am surprised. And you were worried that you wouldn't have enough. I told you not to worry. I still technically have more, but it's because we kind of went all over the place and I'm just like, eh. Is there anything specific that you want to talk about? Oh, man. Well, no, we kind of went over everything a little bit. Um. You know, without getting into, like, huge, deep theories. Well, I think I'm good. All right. Um, is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, do you have a Facebook, a social media that you want to promote? Or do you want to be like, no, you can't have my socials? I mean, I I, I don't really, it's not, like, public, like, you and whatnot. So it's more, like, for friends and private. So no, that's fine. Yeah. For myself, though, I mean, hey, if you want to follow me on Instagram and to do it for kicks. But, I mean, other than that... um, you know, support, uh, support your local animal shelters. There you go. Make sure you support your, yes, doggies, cats, and all those fun animals. Um, I will definitely put the link in the description down below if you would like to follow the Dana on social on her Instagram. It's pretty good uh, Instagram. Really cute pictures of your puppy. Well, amongst other things. Yeah, but still. You know, positive vibes, motivation, shit. You might see my face every once in a while. I don't know, stuff that I create, because every once in a while I make things. Like, lastly, I carved the pumpkin. That was pretty cool. It was. You know, whatever. Artsy stuff, dog stuff, nature stuff, positive stuff, and my face once in a while. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can always find us on social media. So, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Feel Better Show. Uh, if you want to email the show, it's feelbettershow at gmail.com. Please, please kindly leave a review. And rate us five stars, because that helps us here in iTunes and rankings. I am, of course, your host with the most. I want to thank you, Dana, so much for joining us on this wonderful conversation about it and having me relive some more terrifying moments of my life. And you're welcome as well. (laughs) And again, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you a fair Ha 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 